Hello, my name is Jacob McGregor. This is a brand new podcast, something I'm calling Your Neck of the Woods. For the last year or so, I've come to the realization that city issues aren't really as well-known and talked about as I'd like them to be. And our city officials don't communicate as effectively as they should. So I decided to create this podcast with my friend Jason Diodati to inform you about what's going on in the city and about um, issues in the upcoming election. Jason, do you want to add anything? Absolutely. I just want to say hi to everyone. Welcome to your neck of the woods. As Jacob said, my name is Jason Diodati. I'm an old friend of Jacob's from high school. Um, and very similar to you, Jake, again, I'm, you know, born and raised Calgarian. Um, you know, for 28 years, I've been sitting in this city and, and learning about it and meeting the people and, 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 and understanding kind of the needs and, and, and the ebbs and flows um, and I think that this is a great platform to speak about that um, and to give that information to people who might not normally pay attention or are not normally there, you know, right in the scenes of city council and, and city hall. Uh, and so I'm here to shed my light and, and, and kind of banter with you, buddy, and, um, you know, kind of tell everybody what's going on in their neck of the woods. So once a week, we are going to chat about a specific topic um, ranging from economics to mental health to the green line to basically any issue in the city you could think of just to keep you more informed and to um, get our opinions out there so that you know where I stand. So, and in the coming weeks, we're even going to have some guests on, which will be very exciting. Um, so a little bit about myself. My name is Jacob McGregor, as I said. I'm 27 years old. I am running in Ward 1 up here in Northwest Calgary. I've lived here since 2006. I volunteer on the advisory committee for accessibility with the city up until I decided to run for council. I have also done some volunteering in the disability community as I have cerebral palsy. And I'm an avid, avid Calgarian, the stamps, the flames. I love all these things. So, Jason, do you want to talk a little about yourself? Absolutely, although I'll be honest, I usually prefer hearing more about you, but we can talk about me just for a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, like I mentioned, I'm, you know, born and raised in Calgary, because almost as uh, 
almost just as long as Jacob has been here. Um, and, or sorry, Jacob's almost been here as long as I have, but I think that we both have, um, you know, you and I, Jake, have, you know, kind of a unique perspective on the city. Um, I grew up in the Northwest. Um, I now live in the Southwest. Um, I'm, I'm trying to explore more of the East, um, but my background really, you know, is in hospitality um, and in criminal justice. So I started my journey at uh, State for Hospitality Management and got a certificate there. Um, I just most recently graduated from criminal justice and uh, the honors for our program at Mount Royal. Um, and now I'm currently in the cannabis industry, um, you know, kind of just exploring that uh, side of things. Um, you know, I, again, the reason why, you know, I said what I said, Jake, in terms of our unique perspectives is I think we both um, have kind of gone outside the box in terms of um, our journeys from, you know, being young men to, to adulthood. Um, and I think it's, it, you know, that unique experience can help speak to the uniqueness of Calgary. Um, we are such a special city. There's really no other way to put it. Um, Calgary houses some of the most empathetic, intelligent, um, and, and quite frankly, hardworking people uh, in the country, and dare I say, you know, arguably in the world. We, we are, in my opinion, a world-class city. And I think that you know, part of the future of a world-class city is the younger generations vying and fighting for a better future um, by any way they see fit. And for me, um, and I think, you know, I can speak, I hope I can speak a little bit for you, Jake, in this area, but, you know, I think for you, this is kind of the avenue you've chosen as well, is using this platform to make Calgary even better, um, because as great as we, you know, I think we are, and I think you think we are, um, we can always improve. Um, and there are always things that can be better. So um, my background, you know, in criminal justice gives me a unique eye into, um, you know, crime in the city, um, um, trends, uh, things that we're seeing um, on the streets and, and, and how they should be, you know, at least from an armchair's perspective, how they should or could be approached um, on a municipal level in terms of policy. And so that's, that's kind of why I'm here. And, and I wanted to, you know, touch on that because I think it's important that we all know we're all I think we're all here for the right reasons and I I think everyone should know that absolutely that's entirely the goal of this exercise is to make a city we both already love better in every way we think it can be um because as excellent as Calgary is um it can always be better, and it sometimes feels like we're stuck hearing about the same ideas. And that, that's another reason I think it's important that we're both of a, of a younger generation, too, because the, the conversation tends to be very similar amongst the traditional um, demographic of people that are in city admin administration. And I think it's time for some young, fresh voices as well. I, and I completely agree with you, Jacob. I mean, you know, city council, 
um, you know, and their kind of average demographic, for lack of a better term, are 100% effective um, for, you know, certain areas, 100, you know, for sure. Um, experience for one of them, right? I mean, we've only been around for couple decades, almost three decades for both of us. Um, and some of these guys have been around for a little bit longer. Um, and they also have a unique experience. But, um, you know, as you pointed out, I think there, is, there are areas of opportunity where the younger demographic, the, the younger folk, for lack of a better term, can come through and really provide a perspective that, like you said, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's out of touch for those that are in a higher demographic, but it's not quite as accessible and it's not quite part of their day to day. Um, you know, they see the trends on social media or, you know, they have a, a nephew or, or, or children that, you know, experience that life. But I think there it's, it's a it's a unique opportunity and a rare opportunity to get the insight of, you know, that demographic of 20 to 29 or 20 to 35. Um, Whereas we've experienced the world in a couple different ways and changes, you know, going from 2001 to 2010 was a, was a completely different era than, you know, 2011 to 2020. Um, and, and having the perspective we do have, I think really, really, really provides that value um, for the city and for the council as well. Um, I think they'd love to hear, I, I, I don't want to speak for anybody on council, but I would, I would hope that they'd love to hear from that younger crowd and, 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 and kind of what we're trying to do better and what we think should be improved. Um, while our, you know, what we think is not the end all be all, I think our opinion matters, you know? I, I have to agree. And especially, um, it's funny you mentioned how 2001 to like 2010 is very different to how 2010 to 2020 was and then of course the year we just lived through even if you just look at the the conversation and what we're doing now this isn't something you normally see from the politically engaged crowd right now this is something new and that's why i think it's um something important it's also important to note that we're not the end-all and be-all on any particular issue here. And that's why we are going to be bringing in issue-specific guests as well as other candidates and voices running for other offices in the election. The more voices you're able to hear from, the more I feel like we've done our job here. Absolutely. And, and you know, to, just to touch on that quickly, Jacob, you know, what you were saying about, you know, us not being the end all be all of, of opinions and thoughts and, and, and recommendations. And that, that is so true to the point where, and, you know, I, ho I hope you agree with this, Jacob, and I'm sure you do. But if anybody feels like we've spoken about a topic in a way that is not congruent to, to what they've experienced or is, is, is you know, the opposite or, 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 you know, is unrepresentative of the experience, I would, you know, please, please ask you to reach out. This is a, um, you know, safe space for lack of a better term where, you know, your criticisms and, and, and your questions and your experience is valid and recognized. And I think that, you know, as, as much as we try and be 
quote unquote armchair experts on a lot of things, um, there are people out there who, who, who I'm sure know more than we do. And so, you know, we will try our best to be informed, but I think that it's important to let, you know, listeners know and viewers know that, that this is not a one-sided conversation. We would love to hear um, from, the, from, from the listeners and the viewers about their perspective. And if they align with, with kind of what we're echoing or, if, you know, if they echo what we're kind of, you know, speaking about um, and, 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 and in fact, you know, even if there's opposition, we want to hear about it. You know, I don't know. I, I hope you agree, Jacob. Oh, I 100% agree. One of the things that's really missing from a lot of p- political dialogue right now is the idea of a conversation. Right now, you hear a lot from one side and any debate or disagreement from another perspective is automatically shut down and sometimes even vilified. And that's entirely not the point of the democracy that we're supposed to live in. And it's very important to me to be an agent of, of change in that perspective. Um, that's why, if, like Jason said, if you disagree with anything or want to point something out about something that we've said, my social media channels are freely available on major platforms. You can find me at, at Jacob for Ward One, and we will address any points of debate that I receive. I'd also, while we're on the subject, like to open up that similar avenue. If you have any community events you'd like us to highlight. The show is called Your Neck of the Woods. That includes what's going on, what's going on in your neck of the woods. There's so many great events in the city. The election's not everything that's going on right now. So if you want us to highlight something, feel free to let us know. A hundred percent. And I have to echo that, you know, before we move on, Jacob, but I, I completely agree with that sentiment in terms of the, the you know, environment around disagreement and the environment around um, an opinion or a perspective being vilified or, or, or you know, demeaned uh, on the basis that it, it is not aligned with your own. Um, I, you know, everyone's got an opinion. And, and if we don't talk about them, we won't ever understand other perspectives, which is the basis of, of empathy. And I think is something that is, is you know, strong in this city, but I think could be even better. You know, I think that we could be even more empathetic to another's position or, or, or another's, you know, um, you know, opinion. I don't think that, that, that we should be um, hurting people for expressing how they feel, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. I unfortunately am becoming more and more familiar with this, this culture that tries to limit limit speech and even even people I like I've walked around and had some conversations with 
some people I disagree with. Um, there's lots of hot button issues out there like COVID, where people have some very strong opinions. But I, if I disagree with somebody, I don't. It doesn't become an argument with them. We're having a conversation, and that's the way it should be. And and exactly right, having a dialogue versus you know a monologue or versus not listening at all. Um, you know, I'm sure you're very similar, Jacob. But I welcome. I actually seek out those who view things differently than I do, because it keeps my own ideas, my own perspectives with a little bit of a check and balance system of seeing the other side, seeing, talking to people who may or may not align with, with, with my life experience and my beliefs and my, and my thoughts, um, because I think that's how we all grow, is talking to people who don't necessarily have the same experiences as us. And if the minute the conversation starts and it turns into a vilified, you know, that's wrong for X reason or Y reason versus learning and trying to understand and, and, and making valid points. What are we doing here? You know what I mean, buddy? What's the, what's, what's the point it, of being on earth, you know, with all these people, if we're just going to listen to our own opinions? Exactly. It's gotten crazy and nobody, nobody grows that way. And you find getting back to the election a little bit, I'm finding a lot of that when it does come to city council, there's this environment of I am right and anybody who disagrees with me is intentionally doing wrong by Calgarians and that's that's not in a healthy environment to work in for one and it's not an environment conducive to getting a lot of things done and I think that's part of the reason this council has the lowest trustworthy rating in history that's interesting i did not know that jacob is that uh was that just was that based on like an ipsis poll oh yeah Count, council's approval rating has fluctuated between the 20s and and the high teens recently wild i was just gonna ask i gotta do a little bit more homework buddy but, uh, and that's, you know, I, I, that's exactly what, you know, we need in this city, I think, is, is the idea that just because you have an opinion and there is opposition doesn't mean that opposition is the enemy. And I think that we are also, you know, used to, if that's the right way to put it, I don't even think it's used to, I think we're all so excited and, and proud to be right that we don't stop and, and learn when we're wrong. And it's a sentiment that has been, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, pushed up from the ground a little bit more than it has in the past with the recent political climates around the world. Um, you know, I think everybody is just super quick to, to you know, point the, point the finger at the United States, but it, it's a sentiment that has grown around the world and we can see it on social media. How many times does a conversation or a comment section on an article devolve into, you know, ad hominem attack? And I get it, it's hashtag the internet, but how, you know, it's, it's far too often that a conversation goes off the rails and turns into personal attacks and, you know, leveling, you know, insults and, 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 and accusations with no merit 
um, without actually looking at the point. And if we let that bleed into, I mean, we shouldn't let that happen at all, but if we let that bleed into our political discourse, how do things get done? We all have to be willing to admit when we're wrong. That is the first and foremost, I think, you know, piece of advice if anyone's listening to me and goes, this guy, is, this guy has a brain on him. Um, you know, if there's any piece of advice, you have to be willing to be wrong. It does not hurt your credibility to admit that you've made a mistake. It hurts your credibility more, at least in my opinion, and I think you feel the same way, Jacob, when you are clearly, when, when someone or something is identifying that you are clearly in the wrong and you double down on the basis of pride. That yeah, what, what's the, what's the, uh, the saying now, don't ever read the comment section? Wasn't the <laughs> comment section actually designed to be the place where we discuss the content we're um, consuming? That's exactly it. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's this this sort of environment that the show is, is sort of trying to tackle. We're going to be having discussions, and outside of this on social media, I'm going to be having discussions with you on how we can make our city better. And it's funny, we brought up a lot about the, the recent sort of climate um and that sort of segues nicely into what our first gonna topic is gonna be because with everything going on in the world both with covid and the economic downturn and, and lots of other things mental health has has sort of become a hot hot button issue because this last year has really um, exposed how much our mental health um, care system can improve. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. I'm so excited to talk about that, Jacob. I mean, I am the first to admit that mental health has always been uh, a struggle for me. And, you know, I think my peers um, may not have seen that side of me because a lot of people, when they think back, think, oh, Jason was a jokester. You like to make jokes. You like to laugh a lot. And I, uh, I'm the first to admit that mental health has been a struggle since I can remember. Um, a lot of people don't know, and I think we've talked about this, Jacob, you know, personally speaking, but um, I used to be a very, very overweight man. Um, I suffered from childhood obesity, morbid obesity in my, in my adult years, um, and have since, you know, stepped up to the challenge and, and, and yeah, you know, you've turned that around quite a bit, if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Thank you very, thank you very much. And, 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 you know, I have to take this opportunity to say thank you to my parents and to my family and to my support systems that were around because without them, um, without me, I couldn't have done it, but I, I definitely couldn't have done it without them. Um, but the whole point of this and why we're talking about this now is those support systems are no longer as accessible as they used to be. And those people who I used to lean on and depend on are also now going through their own, you know, trials and, and, and tribulations around the pandemic. So, 
I, I, I'm really excited to get into this topic yeah, with you, and, man. And there's a, there doesn't really seem to, and we're going to get into this more, more next week, but there doesn't really seem to be a good place to like start if you want to get some help. And then when you do finally find something that might work for you, economics becomes a barrier to it. Oh yeah, I'm 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 really really you know excited to chat about how we can what we can do to to improve access. Where to start, right? Where do I start? I'm struggling with my mental health. Where do I start? Um, that is that is the first and most important question that needs to be answered. And if it isn't, I'm not going to get into it. We'll talk about it next episode, yeah. you know. Um, but but yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about this. It's such, such, such an important topic, especially now in a time of isolation and, and, and lack of, of, of resources to, 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 you know, to um, speak to in a in-person environment. So I, I'd like to take this opportunity now that we've sort of introduced what the show is going to be about and some of what the future is going to look like here to thank all of you and thank Jason for helping me put this together because this came together rather rather quickly. And I, I want to thank everybody who's going to be a part of this conversation because it's a really important one we're going to have. This is the, the, this is where the change that we want to see starts. And I want to be part of that with all of you. And, and you know, I appreciate the thank you. And, and I have to give my thanks right back to you and everyone else involved. I, uh, I, I want to help. That's really, that's, that's, that should be my tagline. I just want to help. And this is, you know, you are an amazing person. And this is an amazing platform to, to speak about that. And, you know, if I can help you in your journey, you know, getting to a, a place where you can provide that support for people in a municipal and, in, and, and a political setting, I am over the moon with excitement and happiness and, 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 and excitement. There's no other way to put it. I'm excited. I hope I, I, I am, I am rooting for you on all sides, Jacob. Um, I'm excited to get into issues and, 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 and to talk about your perspective and, and what kind of change you would bring because, um, you know, not very many people in the political atmosphere speak about the neck of the woods of, the, of other people, of, of constituents. And so I think that it's important and I think it's awesome that you've decided to take that initiative. So yeah, I think it's it, going to be. Exactly. This is going to be such a fun project and, and so good to connect with the people that I want to be representing and, and maybe, maybe find some ways to not only highlight what's going on in your neck of the woods, but make it better and get you more involved in your communities as well. I can't wait to keep talking with all of you next week. Thank you very much.